What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Devin Bernstein. And we're back this week, and a lot has happened in the past week. College football finally has kicked off. A lot to talk about there. We're going to start off with some prime time in a minute. We're also going to hit the NFL Lions Chiefs on Thursday. We're filming this on Labor Day, so happy Labor Day if you're watching this today. Not sure when this will come out, but... We got Lions-Chiefs kickoff, an incredible game to start the NFL season, and then week one, Sunday through Monday, finishing it off. But like we said, we're going to start off in the college football world, and it's only right to start with Deion Sanders and Colorado. I mean, unbelievable win, 45-42 to against TCU. I think, honestly, it's crazy to say something in week one is the game of the year, but I feel like it's going to be hard for any game in college football this season to top this game. It's had everything you could be looking for from storylines to fun halftime quotes to just Twitter going crazy. I mean, this was an incredible game. One of the best games I think I've ever watched in college football. Devin, your thoughts, obviously Colorado, you know, kind of proven that the hype is real. Yeah. I mean, wow. There is so much to say about this game. Um, You have obviously Dion's son, going off. I don't know if anyone saw the story about how he went to a camp that the TCU yeah. offensive coordinator was running and he didn't really pay him any attention. And then, you know, he and his dad kind of wanted to show him up. And then obviously you have Travis Hunter playing both sides of the ball incredibly well for a hundred snaps and a hundred degree heat. Um, and then you just, what when it comes down to the X's and O's, you look at it and you're like, wow, Colorado was prepared. They were in shape. They had a good offensive line. I mean, you know, you you expected all the glamour and the recruiting and all this to come with Dion, but the preparation was really impressive and really what won them this game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this offense is just, I mean, defensively, there's definitely a lot of work for this team. They had, you know, obviously Travis Hunter, and we'll we'll kind of just talk about him on his own in a second. Um, but you know, this defense, they had some turnovers. But other than that, like, they had a lot of trouble stopping the run. There were there were moments where, I mean, both of these teams, I think, were just gassed at the end. It was like 100 degrees. So it's understandable that, you know, guys are slowing down. But offensively, I mean, this team just has playmakers. Shadur Sanders, I mean, right away has entered himself into Heisman conversation. 510 yards, a uh, school record in his first career game in Colorado. Pretty insane. And then, obviously, the freshman Dylan Edwards, four total touchdowns. And like we said, Travis Hunter, I mean, something we really haven't seen uh, in college football for a while. It feels like, you know, he's drawn the Deion Sanders comparisons. And it's, uh, I mean, it's as accurate as you can get. This guy's an absolute weapon, had an interception, 11 catches. I mean, what are your thoughts on him? Obviously, we've heard about this guy. He was a former number one overall recruit who went to Jackson State, followed Deion now in Colorado. You know, what do you think about this kid? And, you know, do you think he, I mean, it seems like he's got a very legit shot at the Heisman. Yeah, get this kid on the Eagles is all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, I mean, he flashed. Obviously, he's he's an elite athlete, number one recruit. I believe this is a true sophomore season. And you can just, you can really see there's not many kids on the field who can, who can keep up with him when he runs routes, who can match his explosiveness and coverage. I mean, this kid's got it all, the mentality. Apparently, he texted Dion at 6 a.m. on game day, let's do this. And they did it. And I I'm really I have no I have no real analysis to give on on what this means for Colorado season or what it means 
for, you know, this sort of Deion Sanders era, except for that I am really excited and will be watching every single second of it. That's 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 what I can tell you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this team has almost captivated the nation at this point. I mean, I think everyone is a is a Colorado fan. And yeah, like you said, Travis Hunter, he's just a, a freak athlete. And I mean, the fact that he was playing, you look at halftime and he's like, they're asking Dion, you know, he's played 60 snaps. Like, how are you going to keep him fresh? And he was kind of like, you know, he said exactly. And I quote, he is him. And <laughs> Travis Hunter is him. I mean, this is pure insanity, what we're watching. Um, but like you said, this Colorado team, like, let's kind of look a little bigger picture now, obviously. Um, you know, they just knocked off a team that was played in the national championship game. Their schedule is pretty tough, though. They go, you know, there's their home opener is going to be against Nebraska, who, you know, another power five team. Probably, you know, after week one, I feel like Colorado is going to be heavily favored in that. But then you look down the line a few weeks after they go to Oregon, home against USC. They play UCLA, Oregon State, Washington State, Utah, like the Pac-12 in the, its final season since all these teams are leaving is absolutely stacked realistically like how do you think Colorado does stack up in the Pac-12 because there are I think four or five of these teams that they're gonna have to play that are ranked and I mean I think everyone has that USD game already scheduled on their calendar yeah I mean I I looked at this schedule after the game and I was like wondering you know what's what is the ceiling and you know you like you said it does get tough but I I think I think this is a team that's going to be able to score on anyone. And I think, you know, you see them. I, I can see them winning this Nebraska game. Colorado State should be a win. Then you've got Oregon and USC. I mean, those are going to be – that's going to be when we really get to see what this team is made of. Yeah. Um, but then after that, it's like, you know, you've got some games. I, I'm, I'm looking at maybe six or seven wins in a bowl appearance for this team would be my projection, maybe more like eight. Um, maybe they can knock off a, a USC or an Oregon. Um, that would be pretty electric. But I think I'm really excited for this team as they they're going to the pack the Big Twelve, right? Yeah, Big Twelve. Yeah, Big Twelve. So I think that's going to be exciting for them over the next couple of years as they transition there. I I really can't wait. I think this is going to be a good building year. You know, better than everyone expected. And then you know, in the next couple of years, we'll really start to see this team ascend. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know I saw something saying you know. about Dion's contract and how like the AD was saying how he couldn't pay for it at the time. And like, now it's just like, I mean, it's all like, even this one game, I think just changes the entirety of the program. Like I can already imagine just recruits watching this game or just people that, you know, four stars, five stars watching this and being like, I want to be a part of this culture. Like it looks like these guys are having the most fun in the world. They've got the nation watching them. They're getting talked about left and right. I mean, Travis under Shadur Sanders, like those guys are the talk of the town in terms of all sports media and everything. Like, it seems like the place to be. And I think even if they do, you know, I think, you know, the hype is going to get out of proportion now to where, like you said, like this team realistically probably going to fall in the six to eight win range would be, you know, my prediction as well. Um, but even with that, I think people are just going to want to be part of this culture and, and and go where Dion goes. And I think we're going to see more, you know, players like Travis Hunter, who even if Dion, let's say he gets an even bigger offer in a power five school and gets a, you know, who knows what kind of job, but a team that's, you know, regularly in the college football playoff hunt and he goes there. Like, I think we're just going to see a bunch of players just start to follow Dion and want to be with Dion. Um, so, yeah, I agree, though, with you going back to kind of the the year end thing. Like, I think seven or eight wins is, is realistic. I don't this team's probably not going to be, you know, they're not going to go undefeated. Like their defense, I think, is, is a little too shaky for that. But if somehow this team 
you know, they win the next two games. And if somehow they beat Oregon and USC, which is an extremely tall task, but if they're somehow five and zero through that week, the hype for this team is going to be like an all time college hype. I can't even imagine. I hope it happens. I want to watch it. I'm rooting for the buffs, but um, yeah, I agree. Like six to eight wins. I'd probably seven or eight. I feel like is realistic, but you know, it's all going to come down. This offense, I think can compete with anyone. Like you said, and, they're going to go as a, as Shadur and Travis Hunter go at the end of the day. Yep. All right. Moving away from the buffs. Uh, we're going to go talk about a game that happened last night, LSU versus Florida state. Really the only, I believe this was the only ranked on ranked matchup uh, in the entirety of week one. And LSU, after all the talk, Brian Kelly said, uh, you know, on an interview on the radio or whatever, he said, you know, we're going to beat the shit out of this team. And second half was not too kind to them. Florida state wins this one 45 to 24. Jordan Travis, 342 passing yards, four touchdowns, one rushing. Incredible game for him. Florida State, I feel like we've heard about Florida State. Obviously, the program has kind of been, you know, in a, in a rougher spot compared to maybe the heyday in the, the mid-2010s. Uh, but a big win for them. I know you were watching this game, Devin. So your thoughts on kind of the state of both these teams and how big a win this is for Florida State. Yeah, I um I really liked how Florida State looked. I mean, they they were one of these college football teams that said we want to look like a pro offense. And, you know, Mike Norvell, I believe, is calling plays. If not, he's sort of overseeing this offense as the head coach. You've got Jordan Travis, who really showed some good, you know, playmaking instincts, some good accuracy, some athleticism. I really like what I saw from him last night. Um, and then you you had these two kind of stud receivers in in Johnny Wilson, number 14, who's six, seven, I believe he's an absolute stud. And then I'm forgetting his name. Number four, he he had three or four total touchdowns. Keon Coleman, Keon Coleman, the transfer. He was completely dominant. Um, Big, big win for Florida State to sort of get back on the map. I mean, it's. You know, whenever you see these, you know, a top ranked matchup like this early in the year, you're, you're kind of wondering, is one of these teams, you know, not going to be what we think? Is one of these teams actually a contender for the national championship? And, you know, it's really early in the year, but I, I like what I saw from Florida State last night. And, you know, in a weaker ACC, um, I could really see them, you know, almost running the table with with Clemson as the only clear, uh, you know, ranked opponent that's, you know, seen as a playoff contender in their way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, like this Florida State team, this was, you know, the game they were circling. They knew they had to win this. And now all of a sudden you look at the schedule and, you know, in I believe two, three weeks they're going to go to Clemson. If they win that game, then the rest of their schedule is like they should be favored in every single game and and potentially be able to run through this this ACC. So huge win for them, a huge win for the program. I mean, Jordan Travis, uh, I mean, this kid is a uh, he's a stud. He's a he's you know, that's we've seen it last year. He played well last year. And, uh, you know, really big for them. And for LSU, um, you know, a team that played really well last year, they had those big wins. I believe they had a big win against Alabama last yep. year. Um, so, you know, a, a, a program that obviously, you know, after moving on from from Coach O, looking to kind of find their footing and was excited to have a big year, ranked number five and, and a brutal loss. I mean, this just kind of ruins their plans. And especially in the SEC, losing week one is is no fun. I mean, this team – uh, it, it's not going to get any easier for them. Arkansas, they got on the schedule a good team, but you know they have Alabama later in the season. They don't have to play Georgia, which is uh, you know lucky for them. But LSU, um, yeah, I didn't really watch this game, so I don't got too much more to say. I'm going to leave the analysis to Devin. But uh, you know, big for Florida State, like you said, and you know maybe we'll, maybe they'll be able to get back to uh, you know college football playoff. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting for sure. 
All right. Uh, one more game I really quickly want to touch on. Obviously, a lot of these games, the you know, highly ranked teams blowing out these other teams. But one team that, you know, kind of struggled was Ohio State. They only won 23-3 to against Indiana. Defensively, uh, you know, it was domination. But in terms of offensively, which, you know, usually a strong suit, as we've seen these last few years for Ohio State, Kyle McCord did not have a good game. 239 yards passing, one interception, no touchdowns. And this team is stacked offensively. You've got Marvin Harrison, who's a consensus top five pick right now. Amika Ibuka, another first rounder. Cade Stover's a great tight end. So really disappointing game, I think, for Ohio State. How worried are you about this Buckeyes team? And do you think Kyle McCord, you know, can turn it on? Or do you think this team might have to look elsewhere on their roster for their quarterback? Um, I think I think that's that's where the you know, this, you know, your first question is going to be answered by your second question, I would say. Um, you're gonna see, you know, kind of who Kyle is at this point in his career we're gonna see you know how this offense you know I mean I'm not gonna say he has no excuses as a true freshman starting for Ohio State because that's a tough spot to be in but at the same time he's got you know like you said two first round receivers a potential first round tight end a great offensive line and a play caller that is you know gotten two QBs draft in the first round um you know obviously they have their own talent and whatnot but We've seen this offense be very successful in the past. So I think that question is really going to come down, down to that quarterback position. Um, and we're going to see, you know, you know, what Ryan Day, you know, he's never really had this type of controversy, not even a controversy. There's just one sort of, you know, tough game on offense, but we've never seen the quarterback, you know, kind of been come into question with him as the coach here. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, whether McCord's able to, pick it up and this offense really gets going you know this Indiana defense been has been tough in the past so wouldn't surprise me at all if that happens and they end up figuring it out yeah I mean I think it's uh you know Buckeye fans I don't think uh are too happy I think they're a little concerned but they've got the next two weeks they've got some you know <laughs> I'm looking at the schedule Youngstown State Penguins and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers like it's almost like how do they even find these schools to play again yeah. <laughs> um I mean those are some real like they, they dug deep to get those matchups. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I think those are the games. But then, you know, they do go to Notre Dame. They've got Penn State on the schedule and obviously a game against Michigan at the end of the season at Michigan. And that is, uh, I mean, regard, I think that's the, almost more important than winning a national championship at this point is, is beating Michigan for this team. So, yeah, like you said, like Kyle McCord, he's, he's going to have time to figure it out. Obviously, you know, has been on this roster. He, he I believe, is a junior now, but he just hasn't had the ability to to play. So, you know, his first real chance to start a game. Um, and they got the win at the end of the day. I mean, they won by 20 points. But, you know, for an Ohio State team ranked number three, you expect them to, you know, blow out these teams by 40 points sometimes. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just think this team's got to do what they can to get Marvin Harrison involved. I mean, he had two catches for 18 yards. That should never happen, especially against – Indiana. I mean, that that's just not acceptable. So get Marvin Harrison the ball. I think things will go better. Um, but yeah, I mean, concern for the Buckeyes a little bit. I think, you know, especially looking at that Michigan game when they've got a guy like J.J. McCarthy, who's been that guy now for a few years and has proven he can play at the highest level. Um, you know, I think they are at a, a disadvantage at the quarterback position compared to a team like Michigan. So it'll be interesting to see how McCord kind of progresses throughout the year. If they do end up switching quarterbacks at some point, that'd be you know, very interesting, but I think it's going to be McCord's, McCord's team for now until further notice. So we'll see what happens with the Buckeyes and, uh, you know, college football, best time of the year. Once college football starts, you know that, uh, you know, we're just going to be watching football for, you know, the next few months. So great week one. Anything else you want to say? Or you want to jump to uh, the NFL? No, I'm just, I'm just happy we're back, man. That's, that's all I can say. Yeah. 
100%. So moving right along to the NFL, we are going to do our week one predictions today. But real quick, we're going to predict our division winners for the NFC. We'll start off with your Philadelphia Eagles. I think we know who you're picking, Devin. So talk to me about why the Eagles are going to be one in the NFCs this year. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm really excited. I've seen I've seen my Eagles go to a Super Bowl in my life and kind of do everything wrong after that to mess it up. Um, and I'm hoping that we learned this time we lost and we're gonna do everything right this time is my hope. Um, so we we've, we've um drafted Jalen Carter. I'm gonna I'm gonna not talk in the we. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can go. It's it's casual podcast. This is a <laughs> broadcast class. Um. This is an Eagles team that drafted Jalen Carter. They lost CJ Gardner Johnson in the offseason, um, lost TJ Edwards in the offseason, lost Kaiser White in the offseason, was extremely healthy last year. So there are a lot of signs that kind of point to some regression for this team. However, the reason I'm very confident picking this team in a tough division is going to come down to coaching, quarterback, and front office. And those are the three main things you really talk about, you know, when it comes to continuity as a football team. Um, and the Eagles are, you know, really top class at, you know, every every spot, it seems, whereas every team in the NFC East has has some more question marks there. And um, you really, you know, you look at this offense, it's loaded between the two, I uh, you know, tr- true wide receiver ones, in my opinion. I think you really have a, a good pass catching tight end and a great blocking tight end. And Goddard, you have potentially the best offensive line in the league, um, despite it, it being a bit older. Um, and you have a defense that still has a great secondary, still has a ton of pass rush. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see this sort of next year and see how the Eagles can can build off of last year and hopefully, you know, keep winning. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, this isn't a disaster where we see that, you know, Hertz was some type of a fluke or we see any type of injury um, as as we've often seen happen to teams that lose in the Super Bowl, but I hope this is much more like a Bengals team that we see, you know, seeming to stick around for years to come as a contender. Yeah, I, I expect this team to to be more like the Bengals. Uh, I'm going to also have them as as my division winner. I think this team, you know, them and the 49ers, I think once again are, are the two teams to beat in this NFC. Um, the Eagles, I mean, like you said, they're just stacked everywhere. I mean, this their offensive line, the best in the NFL. Jalen Hurts really, you know, had an incredible MVP. You know, if he doesn't get hurt, he's probably the MVP last season. So um, incredible year for him. Like you said, though, I think there are some people who, you know, he's still not considered in that tier of guys like a Mahomes, a Burrow, Josh Allen. I think people are still putting in that tier. I have, you know, I'd say Mahomes and Burrow are on their own tier and then kind of Hertz is in that next tier. But I think he really has an opportunity if he goes out, balls out once again, to kind of jump to that top, that top tier of quarterbacks. He is a, uh, you know, a dual threat. We've seen it, you know, for years now with him in the league. And yeah, the Seagulls team, like you said, like they lost some guys on defense, but then they go out and, and draft Jalen Carter. They draft Nolan Smith, like all these guys. It's pretty crazy. So I think the Eagles will will easily, easily stuff because I think the Cowboys will be good. But I don't think it's ever going to be really a question of if the Eagles will, you know, not win this division. I think they'll they'll be a team that goes out and wins, you know, 13 plus games this season once again. All right, yep. moving on. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, just I forgot to bring this up about Jordan Travis. I did see a lot of hurts in his game. Um, did see a lot of you know that sort of poise, but then he's not afraid to take off at the right time. So I I, I am very high on Travis from what I saw just in one week. Yeah. All right, moving on. NFC North, uh, biggest storyline. It feels like in this division, 
the departure of Aaron Rodgers. So uh, NFC North fans can uh, rejoice, I guess, as he has tortured them for so long. Um, Minnesota, you know, coming off winning that division, obviously they've got Jettis, the Lions, a really promising team. The Bears are on the up. This is a really exciting division, honestly. It feels like anyone's game. So who are you picking to win this? Yeah, this is probably the first division we've had that I'm like, I really don't know, you know, going into thinking about it where I'm going. But I'm going to go with a bit of a shocker here. I think I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, wow. So I think, um, yeah, so I think this is a really, really talented defense uh, in Green Bay that's kind of been held back by coaching a little bit. And, you know, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, has been there for about four years, something like that. Um and he really he's been a fan of the more conservative, um, you know, zone heavy system. And I just don't think that's necessarily what fits this defense best. So I th- I think to make a long story short, I think in a make or break year, I think there's going to be a big improvement for this defense. And I really I really do think that love with three years under his belt and, you know, kind of a, a young receiving core um we'll get this offense into a good place I do think this is one of the weaker divisions or at least lower win totals for the winner um so I really don't see any team winning this division by two or three games or more than that really um so I could see it being the Packers I could see it being the Lions the other two I'm not quite as sold on um as division teams uh just because both their defenses really uh concern me but I could see it being either of these two and I see a very competitive fun NFC North here so this is a tough division. I mean, the Packers pick's interesting. I want to kind of ride the Lions wave, but I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings once again. I think, uh, you know, this team did lose some pieces. They lost Alvin Cook. I believe they lost Eric Kendricks. They lost Darius Smith. So they did lose a lot of key guys. But I think at the end of this day, I think this offense is going to be able to carry this team. I think Justin Jefferson, as we saw last season, this guy is just so special. And I think him – I think Jordan Addison's going to have a huge year. KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson. I think this offense is still going to be really good, and it's going to be going to be good enough to the point where you know this team will find a way to win the division. Last year, obviously, this team was historic in in one possession games. I forget the exact record, but it feels like they almost never lost. I think they were like eight and one or nine, maybe eight and zero, oh, something crazy. I mean, it was bonkers. I think, I think they were undefeated somehow. Yeah. Some somehow, some way. So that's obviously going to, you know, I think all the uh, analytics would point to a regression there, which I agree. But um, I think this team will, will figure out a way to win some games. And I think, you know, I just trust Kirk Cousins. I think he is the best quarterback in this division currently. I think him between him and Jared Goff, those are the top two guys. We just haven't really seen enough from Jordan Love and, you know, enough in the passing game from fields for either of those guys to be considered that. So I think Kirk's the best quarterback in this division. And I think you've got the best playmaker in the division. I think combined, uh, they're going to find a way to win the division. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Absolutely could see that. I'm I'm still scared of this offense week two when my Eagles face them. I think you guys always blow them out, though. So I wouldn't be too worried about him. I feel like it'll be like 30, 38-0 or whatever. <laughs> I'm hoping so. Um, all right, moving on. NFC South, um, you know, a bit of a, a boring division, I think you could say. You've got uh a lot of teams and interesting thoughts the saints are, are kind of going for it as they always do just bringing in Derek carr baker and the bucks and then you've got um i'm honestly blanking the, you've got the panthers and then the falcons so yeah. two teams with some younger quarterbacks what are you thinking with this one yeah so 
I was really between the Panthers and the Falcons, which feels weird in my head. And I didn't want to go with the rookie quarterback just because of how rare that really seems to be that we see a, a rookie quarterback kind of lead a team to a division title. Um, um, so I'm going to go with the Falcons here. I'm really a big fan of this offensive playmaking group. I think there's um, almost no way that Bijan doesn't have a great season behind this offensive line as long as they are willing to use him over Tyler Algier, which I think everyone is hoping for. Um, but we, you know, there's a very talented offense in terms of playmakers. I think Desmond Ritter is well set up to have, you know, sort of a Tannehill type season like we've seen Arthur Smith have his quarterbacks do in the past. And I think this is a defense that got a lot better. Um, it's not necessarily special. I think you're still really looking for a game changer off the edge. Um, whether, you know, their second round pick or Arnold Abicati can become that is up in the air still. Um, but I think there's some, you know, massive improvements between, you know, Calais Campbell, um, David Onyemata they brought in, and then obviously the big one being uh, Jesse Bates at safety. So really helping this defense adds some talent. So I'm just, you know, I'm confident that this can be a, you know, an NFL average to slightly below average defense and an offense that can really run the ball and Ritter starts to get better as the season goes along. So again, I don't see this being like a 12 win team that wins the division going away, but I do see this being maybe an eight or eight to 10 win team that wins a, wins a tight uh, division. Yeah. I, a lot of young talent on the Falcons. Like you said, I'm going to go with the saints. Um, I, I just think, I just think they have too much I, – I just think the Saints right now, I don't think they're very good, but I just think that they are the best of the worst. I think, you know, Derek Carr, he gets a lot of hate, but I think, you know, he's a middle-of-the-pack NFL quarterback, which I think in this division is the best and is good enough to win it. Um, you've got playmakers on the offense. I think Chris Olave is going to have a huge year. Who knows what you're going to get out of Michael Thomas. If you get anything, that's a plus. They've got a really strong running back room. You've got – you bring in Jamal Williams – Kamara, obviously, is going to be suspended for a few games, but he's still there. So I think offensively, this team should do really well. And on the flip side of the ball, you've got guys like Marshawn Lattimore still there, Cam Johnson, Mario Davis. So they still have kind of those key defensive guys. They are getting a little bit older on that side of the ball, so I would like to see them you know, bring in some guys. But they do have guys that I like, Pete Werner, kind of one of those young players from Ohio State uh, that you know I think was a rookie last year, played some pretty good uh, ball for them. So I think this team – They've got a pretty easy schedule. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Out of division, you've got um, – I mean, all of these teams will play the AFC South, which is, you know, the worst division in the AFC. And then, you know, the Saints have the Rams on the schedule, which I think is a very winnable game. So there's just games that I think, you know, looking at it, I think this team will find a way to win nine games or so, uh, kind of around that range. And I think that's good enough to win this division. I don't think, you know, like you said, the Panthers, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Bryce Young does. The The Falcons should be – you know, I mean, they were pretty – Falcons won six, seven games last year, and I think they're only going to be better this year. So I think it's going to be a close. I think it'll probably be decided by a game, maybe even that Week 18 game, Falcons-Saints. I think that honestly could be for the division. So I'm going to go Saints. That one is is at home. So I'm going to go Saints, win the division Week 18 in the Superdome. Fair enough, absolutely. Yeah. All right, last division, NFC West. Um, you know, the defending champ – or not defending champs, but champs two years ago – Probably now projected to finish last, the Rams in this division. Um, yeah, you got the Niners. Seahawks are a fun team. It's a, a pretty strong division. What do you think? Yeah, um, I'm not going to be too fun here. I'm, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I think this is a team that's, you know, 
just stacked everywhere except for quarterback where they seem to figure it out who no matter who's there unless it's Trey Lance um <laughs> <laughs> unless it's the guy you traded three first round picks for you know they'll be fine but <laughs> yeah send him to the bench um but besides that uh before I get on my my tangent of the day um I you know you've got a great left tackle in Trent Williams a great tight end and George Kittle great receiving room great defense it it seems like the Bosa situation should get figured out um so this is just this is just a regular season wins machine in my eyes I this never does seem to happen in the NFL, but I really could see the next, you know, two to three NFC championships being Eagles Niners just because of these teams really do seem to be just more, you know, loaded and well coached than everyone else in this conference. So I'm really, unfortunately, high on the 49ers as much as I wish I could say regression is coming. Um, you look at the Seahawks, I think you, like you said, it's a fun team. Um, obviously, everyone kind of roots for Geno. And is hoping that, you know, this is more than just a one-year story. And I, I do think that is true. You know, you added JSN to an already loaded group of weapons. Um, this defense is only getting better, although it's probably not quite Super Bowl ready yet. So I wouldn't say this is quite a Super Bowl team, but probably like a playoff contending team that could win a game or two. Um, and then it gets a lot sadder after that. You look at the Cardinals, who are, you know, the betting favorite for the number one pick here. And I, I think they're going to eke out a few wins randomly you know I don't think they yeah. end up going one in 16 or anything but I think there's a really bad team to be honest um just I don't even know I, I there's nothing really to look forward to because Kyler Murray <laughs> might be getting traded so it's like Josh Dobbs at quarterback yeah so yeah Kyler Murray's hurt and then once he comes back he's going to be under some tanking win and keep the job <laughs> type situation so that's going to be interesting to see. And then the Rams, wow. Um, what a fall if they've had. Um, this team is probably, you know, when you look at their like eighth to 20th best players, most of these guys, you, you're wondering if they're even an established starter. Um, and this is just, this is going to have to be Sean McVay's piece de resistance if he wants to, <laughs> to make the playoffs this year. Because I... This would just have to be an absolute masterclass in coaching this year because I, I don't see the talent outside of Cup Donald and, and Safford. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Um, I mean, we'll kind of touch on all these teams when we talk week one. But, um, yeah, the 49ers, this, this roster is just loaded, like you said. Like, you know, outside of quarterback, it feels like if this team had a like, star quarterback, like I think they would, like, be unstoppable. Like, I think their roster is that good. You've got – star after star after star on both sides of the ball and you know you just have every year it seems like guys emerge you had a you know last year i'm gonna botch his name the safety um maybe you know how to pronounce it um alanoa hufanga is my best yeah, guess that's a that's a good that guess could be wrong that's that sounds you know <laughs> we i think the viewers can get an idea of who we're talking to but he emerged as a stud last year obviously brock purdy so it feels like this team just so well coached They've always got guys kind of, you know, and they're turning out. I mean, look at the coaching staff. You've got, you know, each year it feels like the defensive coordinators being hired. Robert Sala, obviously, a few years ago, came the head coach of the Jets. And, you know, this offseason, D'Amico Ryans left to become the head coach of the Texans. So they will have a new defensive coordinator. Couldn't tell you his name right now, if I'm being honest. But, um, you know, it doesn't seem to matter in San Francisco. This team should win a lot of football games this year. And like you said, I, I very well – I, I predict, honestly, that we're going to see 49ers-Eagles again. I just don't really see how 
we'll see it at some point in the playoffs. I think I, you know, maybe somehow another team squeaks out more right. wins due to injury or something, but I feel like there's almost no way that, um, you know, barring severe injury, God forbid that, uh, you know, we don't see Eagles 49ers in the playoffs at some point. Yeah. And get your popcorn ready folks. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Once the 49ers, you know, hopefully they actually have a quarterback to put on the field this year for the game to make it a, a little more interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was a fun game as an Eagles fan, but I don't yeah. think anyone else was was why it was enjoying the the McCaffrey emergency quarterback game. <laughs> well, they changed the rules uh, for yeah. that specific because of that game. So you know now teams can carry, I believe, up to three quarterbacks on the roster. So hopefully, we never see anything like that again. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for our NFC predictions so our division winners you know mostly similar i think we probably had like two or three differences in there out of all of them across the nfl but moving along to week one it's finally here it's crazy to say i mean it's just like it's been a while like the nfl offseason is definitely you know when you're going february to early september you feel it but amazing to be back and what a game we're being treated to thursday night on nbc lions and chiefs Defending champs, Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs, you know, it looks like Chris Jones, that whole contract situation is crazy. Um, he's been holding out all camp, has been fined up to a million dollars uh, or act in more than a million dollars. Still doesn't have a contract. Andy Reid's like, I don't know when he's showing up. <laughs> they thought they would have it done. It's not done. So he's not going to be playing this game, barring some – there's no way he's going to be playing this game. I mean, he I hasn't <laughs> – he hasn't sh- – even if they sign the deal in one one minute from now, he hasn't – who knows what kind of shape this guy's in. Hopefully good for the Chiefs' sake. But, yeah, a mess there. But the Chiefs, you know, returning a lot of guys. Juju's gone. And then on the flip side, the Lions, fun young team. Kind of got, you know, it feels like the world on their back. Everyone wants to see the Lions win. So who do you got first game of the season, Chiefs or Lions? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the defending champs here in the Chiefs. Um, from a from a betting perspective, you've got the Chiefs at around six and a half point favorites. I like that line. I think that's pretty fair. Um, if you want to tell me that the Lions are going to cover that or if that the Chiefs are going to, you know, be too well prepared, I'll hear you out. So I think we're getting probably around a one possession game, um, probably a game that, you know, the Chiefs come out and the Lions can't really stop them. But, the you know, the Lions are going to probably be able to score as well. So this, this should be a fun game. I just think the Chiefs are just a bit too well prepared and they've got the Mahomes um on their side of the field and the Lions do not so I'm gonna take the uh Chiefs um I like the over in this game um just on a, another betting note uh just because I think there's gonna be a lot of points and the Chiefs defense is usually really bad at the beginning of the year so so yeah be my I look for this game yeah I, I agree I think we could be seeing you know I don't know I feel like the line no the Lions played a lot of you know high scoring games mo- mostly at home but I feel like this is a shootout potential kind of game with you know like we just talked about chris jones isn't gonna be playing so outside of him really this chief's defense isn't very good um so i think both of these teams are going to be scoring frequently i'm also going to pick the chiefs I, I just don't think you can pick against patty mahomes ever um but i am very interested to see just offensively what it looks like at wide receiver for this team Kadarius tony it seems like he's going to play, but I mean, <laughs> I saw some, I think it was like an Adam Schefter post on Instagram or something about, you know, Kadarius Tony expected to be active. And in the comments, it's just like, we've all seen this, like he's going to play one quarter and miss the next four weeks. So it's like, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen with that guy. But, you know, other than him, you got, you got Marquez Valdez, Scantley, Sky Moore, but then it's like, we get into the kind of a, a interesting area where it's like, who knows who's going to be on the field. You know, you got to mix it up and, and Andy Reid tends, tends to. So I'm excited to see who, 
kind of emerges at wide receiver for this team. They, you know, I am a little worried about who's going to get the ball, obviously outside of Kelsey. Um, so it's going to be fun to see, but I am going to pick the chiefs. I just think we've seen too much now that, you know, it doesn't really matter who's on the field. Mahomes is going to find a way to get the guy, right guy, the ball. And, uh, you know, just finds a way to win. I mean, he is just a winner, especially at Arrowhead opening night. Like he's just, you know, he's going to be fired up and he's just a different breed. So I'm going to go chiefs excited to watch the lions though. And, you know, especially, you know, Jameer Gibbs, they were picked him at number 12. Um, you heard their offensive coordinator come out and say, they're going to use him in, unthinkable ways this week so i'm excited to see kind of what that looks like but yeah i'm gonna go chiefs as well moving on to sunday afternoon slate titan saints is gonna be the first game at new orleans brian Tannehill still the quarterback in tennessee even though they've got some young guys malik willis and will levis on the roster derrick henry still doing his thing who do you got in this game yeah i'm, I'm gonna go with the titans um this is a tough this is a tough place to play in New Orleans. This is going to be a fired up crowd. Um, Derek Carr's first game. Um, and I think this is just going to be, you know, sort of a, a battle of, you know, who's going to enforce their will the most between Derek Henry running the ball down the Saints throat and this Saints run defense. I mean, who's going to, who's going to really win that battle to me is going to be the winner of this game. And I think I just don't, you know, quite see, whether it's, you know, a big run from Henry or a play action pass to a Burks or a, a Hopkins. I just I, I just think the Titans pulled this one out in a close one. Um, just a little bit more juice on offense, in my opinion, a little bit better code on defense. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a tough one for me. It's kind of a 50-50 game. I feel like this just has the feel of like a, a Titans come out week one, fired up, ready to go, Mike Vrabel. But I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, I did just pick them to win the division. I think, you know, Derek Carr, after last season, pretty disappointing. I think he's going to be, you know, looking to make a statement week one and kind of show, you know, he is worth the contract he got. He still can be a star, solid quarterback in this league. You know, we're going to see the return of Michael Thomas. He only played like three games, I think he appeared in last year. Um, Chris Olave, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier. And – yeah, I don't know. I'm just not sold on the Titans right now. I think this offensive line, they did draft Skronsky, but other than that, this old line, they lost some guys. Ben Jones not there anymore. Um, so I, I think this is a weaker old line. I'm not saying, you know, I think Derrick Henry always finds a way to to make things happen and get his 100 yards, but I think it is going to be a little tougher for him. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill at this point, like, I don't know. I, I just think he's his, his heyday is past, and I think, uh, you know, at some point this season we'll see I think we should see Will Levis at some point. I think we kind of already got an idea of what Malik Willis is just based on how he played last year. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints. I just think, you know, Derek Carr at this point, um, I'm going to take him over Tannehill. And, yeah, I'm going to go Saints. Um, And I definitely – I'm excited to see Levis get in when he gets a chance, yeah. Yeah, I mean, talk about another guy with some stuff to prove, uh, you know, projected to go as high as number, you know, two, three, four almost, and yeah, he fell all the way in the second round. Next game, Baker Mayfield, Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to Minnesota. Um, I'm super interested to see how this goes. I mean, I feel like Baker at this point, we've, we've seen him now with, uh, you know, you know, a few different teams, but he did play well with the Rams at the end of the year. He's going to have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin as weapons, arguably, you know, I don't even think arguably, probably the best receiving core he's ever had in his, uh, you know, entire NFL career. So, you know, obviously, I think Minnesota is probably heavily favored here, but what are your thoughts? Do you think Baker could pull off a, an upset, or do you think uh, Jettis is going to be going to be going off? 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is um this is gonna be an interesting game. I'm excited to watch Baker, man. I I've always been rooting for him just just because of his personality, and this is really his last chance as a starter. We we probably think um so I'm excited to watch that just see how he comes out. But from a game perspective, you're probably looking at you know seven to eight point spread here, depending on what site you're looking at, and I think that's pretty fair. Um, I just don't I don't think the Bucks have an offer. Uh, uh, sorry, an offer to stop this this defense, this Vikings offense. I apologize for misspeaking, but um, everyone knows what I'm saying. So I I just think <laughs> this Bucks defense tough for them to score, even though you know the Vikings aren't necessarily the most talented defense, but I think they're going to be well coached enough to to you know maybe trick Baker Mayfield into some dumb throws, and I think there's a pretty easy win for the Vikings. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see, like you said, Baker. Um, you know, it feels like, you know, like you said, it's kind of it for him. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Vikings, like you said. I'm sorry, I'm also all over the place. I mean, I'm just talking out loud. Um thinking out loud, Jesus. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go with the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson. I think this offense, like you said, uh, it's just we've seen it. We've seen it with Kevin O'Connell. You know, he finds the ball, he finds ways to get his playmakers the ball. And I think we're going to see another big week one win from the Vikings who, you know, they're going to need it. Like we said, NFC North this year, probably going to be highly competitive. So need to take care, need to take care of business at home against a team that, you know, with Baker at quarterback at this point in his career, you know, probably a team that's not, not going to be doing too well this season. Next up, uh rough game, but at a sold out FedEx field Cardinals commanders, uh, you know, Sam Howell now the quarterback in Washington. That team has seen a lot of quarterbacks recently. Taylor Heineke was there. Um, you know, all sorts of guys. Obviously, back in the day, Kirk Cousins. But this team just hasn't kind of found, you know, they've got a good core, but it just feels like they haven't taken that next step. Maybe they will under Sam Howell. Um, I do think this is going to be a win for them. I think the Cardinals, like we mentioned earlier, um, you know, Josh Dobbs at quarterback, wide receiver room, you know, is, is honestly not terrible. Hollywood Brown and, and Rondell Moore. But, you know, this defense is going to be bad. They basically traded away, you know, all the talent they had. It feels like they traded away, trading away Josh James, Isaiah Simmons. Um, so I think there are going to be guys who I think sometimes when you have such a bad team that it almost, you know, does get you a few wins because you've got guys who are fired up and, you know, trying to make it in the NFL and keep their careers alive. But I just don't think, I think the commanders are going to be a solid team. I think they'll be an eight, nine win team. And I think they will take care of business at home. Terry McLaurin might not play though. Obviously, we're still, you know, a, a bit of a bit of a ways away from that game happening. But you know, he seems like he's dealing with some toe injury, so that would be big if he misses. But I still think com- Commanders pull through no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I think you're really you're only looking at a a Commanders loss here if if you know some combination of McLaurin doesn't play or Howell has a really tough game. Um. So you probably need one of those two things to happen if you're looking at a Cardinals win here. Um, this this is just a tough a tough matchup for the Cardinals because they don't have their quarterback yet, and they are going up against one of the more talented defenses in the league. So I could see this being a really really tough week for them to move the ball. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with the Commanders pretty easily here. Yep. Moving along, 49ers, Steelers. Uh, Steelers are an interesting young team. Kenny Pickett in year two. You've got George Pickens there as well. I think a lot of people think the Steelers team is going to be better than uh, projected. 49ers, obviously, like we mentioned, we both got them winning the NFC West. So 
Do you see the Steelers upsetting or do you think 49ers will take care of business? Um, I I could see this being, you know, a game that goes either way, but I think I'd lean towards the 49ers here. Um, this is gonna be a low scoring game, two of the better defenses, two of the best ed rushers in the game, arguably the best too. Um and two of the better coach defenses. So I think you're looking at a game, probably high teens, low twenties, closer game coming down to, you know, either like a field goal or, you know, someone gets a touchdown drive or a late interception. So I'll lean towards the Niners here, but I could definitely see being, being a Steelers win. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Niners. I, I think they're just too good at this point. Uh, Brock Purdy obviously is coming off that, that elbow injury. So it's going to be interesting to see how he is week one. Um, but regardless, you've got Christian McCaffrey, like we've mentioned. I mean, they've got they've got Devo Samuel, they've got George Kittle, they've got all these playmakers that you know make Purdy's job so much easier. And you know, the Steelers are. I think the Steelers are such an interesting team. Like if Kenny Pickett does take a leap, I think this team is going to be really good because I think their defense is as good as any defense in the NFL, and they have pieces on the offensive side. You got Deontay Johnson, you've got George Pickens, like we said, Pat Fryermuth is there. They're going to have a strong running game. The O lines, you know, the best it's probably been in the last five years. So. I think the Steelers, it's all on Kenny Pickett. I think if Kenny Pickett is kind of more the same as he was last year, doesn't necessarily take that leap, you know, this team's going to be seven to eight wins. If he takes a leap, I think we're talking double-digit wins for the Steelers. But I think week one, I don't think we should expect to see, you know, a huge leap from Kenny Pickett. That's more kind of a across-the-season type thing. So, yeah, I'm going to go Niners, like I said. Absolutely. Any, uh, I don't know what the line is, but, you know, any any gambling idea on that game, what you would – what you would like over I mean you mentioned low scoring so maybe the under in this one yeah I'm I'm guessing that's going to be a, a lower over under um I think this is actually going to be a really tough matchup for Deontay Johnson weirdly enough so I could I could see the under on his yards being a good value here just because I I don't I don't love the look of him against a bunch of zone coverage he's more of a man separator type and I I just really like how this Niners defense matches up um with various Ward potentially following him or whatever they end up decide to do. I, I think this could be a tough week for him. Yeah. There you have it from the gambling expert of outside the arena, Devin follow, you know, he is a, a successful, he, he finds a way to make the, you know, I'd listen. If I'm the viewers, I'd be listening to these advice right now. Um, <laughs> moving on to the, I think the best one o'clock game, Bengals Browns, big NFC North rivalry. Deshaun Watson in year two of that mega contract with the team. Obviously, Joe Burrow, it looks like he's going to play. Um, so we'll make these predictions, assuming that Burrow is playing. Bengals-Browns in Cleveland. But do you think Bengals, or what are you thinking? I'm actually going to go Browns here, man. I, wow. I'm, I can't say I'll be rooting for them, but I can <laughs> say it's a really talented team. I, I, I don't even dislike anyone but the quarterback. But yeah, um, he's a big one. So... I think this is a really there's, talented. There's a lot team. of baggage for sure. A lot of baggage, yeah. Um, this is a really talented team, though. Um, we've seen the Bengals come out kind of flat week one last year. We're not sure about Burrow's health, and this isn't necessarily a make or break game for the Bengals the way it is for the Browns. Um, we we've seen the Browns kind of just broke their streak of never really winning on week one. Um, so you know we always seem we always seem ready to kind of clown the Browns as soon as anything goes wrong. So I'm hoping. They're going to kind of come out, see this as a huge game for them and come out with a bigger chip on their shoulder. Um, maybe Chubb has a big game. I uh, could see could see this being a close one for sure, but I'll be towards the Browns. Yeah, Cleveland's played Cincinnati pretty well, actually, in the last year. It's probably as good as any team in the NFL has. Um, 
I am going to go with the Bengals, though. I think, you know, Denzel Ward right now, his status is up in the air. You know, he's going through – he Denzel Ward, you know, I we talk about two a lot with the concussion, but Denzel Ward's on his, like, fourth yeah. or fifth concussion, which is not good at all. So, hopefully, you know, he takes his time and gets to 100%. Doesn't – you know, we don't want to see after – especially after last year, these guys with these concussions rush into anything. So, I, I'm honestly going to assume that he isn't playing week one – and I think that's going to be huge because then it's, you know, you got Greg Newsom, who I think is a solid corner. But, you know, then you're looking at, you know, along the depth chart, Cam Mitchell, uh, you know, a draft pick from Northwestern would probably have to see some significant time um, against these Bengals receivers of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I mean, that that's not a fun matchup, especially if Denzel Ward's not playing. And I think Joe Burrow, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think he'll be fine. I mean, if, if they're putting that out there, I think, you know, he's going to be close to 100%. I don't think they're going to risk anything. Like you said, it's kind of a, you know, meaningless game for them. Not a meaningless game, but, like, they're going to be good enough that they're going to be able to afford one loss week one. Um, but I'm assuming if they put him out there that he's good enough to be the Joe Burrow that we love, love and know. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think also, you know, Deshaun Watson, I, I'm just not – I'm honestly not totally sold on him yet. I still need to see more to – from him to believe that, you know, he can be that guy of old or at least anything close to it. And, you know, week one, I, I think he's gonna, probably going to have some jitters and, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, it's the Browns. I mean, it, I'm going to go with the Bengals enough said. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, moving on to, we just talked about these two teams, NFC South matchup, Panthers, Falcons, really exciting matchup. Bryce Young versus B. John Robinson, both of their first career games. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this should be a fun one. These were my two kind of contenders to win the uh, NFC South in a sense, although the Saints update could be up there as well. But, you know, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Like you said, the debut of Bryce Young, the debut of Bijan Robinson, sort of the first time we see Ritter as the full-time starter here. Um, the debut of Jesse Bates. We get the debut yeah. of Frank Wake. So this is a big, big first game, you know, even outside of what happens just in terms of there's going to be a lot of new, new people, you know, starting their new roles here. So should be an interesting one. I'm going to lead towards the, uh, lean towards the Falcons. Like I said, with the division pick, I just think this is a, this is probably the best roster in the NFC South. And I, I I'm confident in this coaching staff to get rid to where he needs to be. Um, and I think they pull this one out. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Falcons, too. I think, uh, you know, the Panthers right now, they're dealing with some injuries, a wide receiver. So, you know, we're going to see. I think Adam Thielen is going to be there. But outside of that, it's like Jonathan Mingo and a bunch of guys who haven't really played much in the NFL. So I think Bryce Young, you know, this Falcons secondary, I think is actually going to be pretty good. You've obviously got A.J. Terrell, Jesse Bates, like you said, making his debut. So I don't think it's going to be the easiest week one for Bryce Young. But at the end of the day, this Falcons defense isn't anything too, too terrifying. So I think he'll still you know, show his flashes, but I think, you know, his receiving core going to be pretty thin and that Falcons offense, I think is going to be super fun to watch. They're going to run the heck out of that ball with Bijan. And I think Tyler Allegier, like you kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast, I think he's going to have a, still a big role. I mean, he ran for a thousand yards last season, uh, really promising rookie last year for them. And I would not expect to, you know, for him to just not play at all. I think, you know, seeing Arthur Smith, his history of how he likes to pound the rock. I think we're going to see both these guys get, you know, I think Bijan will be the one who carries the load and gets, you know, 20 plus carries, but, I expect Algier to be in the 10-plus carry range every single game. I think, you know, this Falcons team, they're going to win their games through the run. And, uh, you know, definitely I hope to see a little more Kyle Pitts this year than we've seen. I feel like, you know, with all the hype he had coming out of college, I feel like it's been underwhelming. And it's not even necessarily his fault. He just hasn't really had a quarterback who's been able to get him the ball. So I hope we just can kind of see him unlock. I think that would be super fun. But, yeah, I'm going to go Falcons in this one. 
Uh, just Panthers dealing with some injuries, and I think the Falcons right now are the better team. Moving on, Ravens Texans. This feels like uh, the easy pick'em game of the week, probably. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Uh, you know, CJ Stroud, first career start. You know, poor guy almost. I feel like this is just the classic like three interceptions or you know really really struggles to move the football. His weapons are not very good, so. I think we're going to see I, – I don't know. I feel like the Ravens always have some, like, week one just, like, blowout to to start their season. I don't know. I, I feel like – I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But, yeah, I think this is going to be a super easy win for the Ravens. No, definitely. I think we've seen – yeah, we've seen this, like, where they blew out the Dolphins a few years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, they seem to always come out, be ready, be, you know, they've, they've been a team that struggled with injuries. So it's going to be – you're going to be healthier week one. Um, you've got a good quarterback. You're going against a, a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. So I, I almost see no path to victory here for the Texans. Um, of course, I'm going to pick them in my survival pool and watch how watch how they lose. So we'll see yeah. how that happens. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. From a football perspective, here I'm, I I don't see any way the Texans really keep this very close. Yeah, another game that uh, figures to probably potentially be a blowout Jaguars at Colts Anthony Richardson's first career start obviously no Jonathan Taylor he's on the physically unable to perform list um fancy terminology there uh Jaguars Calvin Ridley's debut with the team Trevor Lawrence looking to make another leap assuming you're going Jaguars here yeah I'm gonna lead towards the Jaguars here but you look at the spread and it's only like five or so points depending on what site you're looking at and I think I think that's fair because, you know, you've seen some of the like seven or eight point spreads. Most of the time you you have the favorite team at home, like the commanders are at home. So I could definitely see an upset here. Just, you know, it's been tough for the Jags to win in Indianapolis recently. Um, and their defense isn't, you know, I don't think quite Super Bowl ready yet. Um, like I said, sort of with the Seahawks where it's getting better, but it's maybe not quite there yet. So I could see a, a good debut for Richardson and Steichen. Um so maybe a higher scoring, closer game than people are, are expecting, but I'd still lean Jags here. Yeah, I'm gonna go Jags. I think uh I think this offense is gonna be really good this year. They've got, you know, some serious weapons. Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram had a big year last year, ETN, uh Tank Bigsby. We're hearing a lot about the rookie running back. And uh yeah, like you said, like this defense, you know, isn't gonna be the best. Uh, you know, they don't really have too many playmakers, but you're going against a rookie quarterback who, you know, in the preseason, you know, is you know, Anthony Richardson, like we talked about last week, he's a project. Not necessarily yeah. – yeah, he's a project. I mean, he's he's a guy who probably shouldn't be starting right away. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. You know, he'll get the experience. But this was never a guy who's going to come in week one and dominate. And I think, you know, he's – we're going to see the struggles week one. And, you know, he doesn't really – he's got Michael Pittman. You know, outside of that, you know, Alec Pierce, I guess, is all right. But, you know, he's obviously without his superstar running back. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this offense does. But I'm going to go Jaguars. I think this is a – a pretty easy week one win for them. And, and Trevor Lawrence, I think, could kick off what could be a, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a, a sneaky dark horse in the MVP conversation. I think he is going to have a huge year on this offense and excited to watch him uh, continue to ball out and, you know, earn a, a massive contract extension next offseason. All right, this one, a lot of fun. Packers at Bears, first game in God knows how long where the Bears fans aren't looking at this and and uh, trembling with fear of, of Aaron Rodgers, who famously said that he owns them, and rightfully so. Uh, Justin Fields, Jordan Love, fun game. 
you think the you know new look Bears, new look Bears offense can take it, or division champs in your eyes, Jordan Love and the Packers? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Packers here. I think this is a big over game. Um, just because I'm still a little iffy about the Packers on defense, and I'm I'm really iffy about the Bears on defense. Um, if we're being nice, and this is just a you know two young quarterbacks. I'm excited to watch play. Um, I just trust the the continuity of the Packers offense and and the talent of their defense a little bit more here. But I could I could see it going either way. Excited again, like I said, excited to watch Fields play. Um, and this could definitely be a big DJ Moore week as well. Um, gets a lot of his own coverage, debuting for the Bears with his first, you know, first quarterback, real franchise level quarterback we've seen him play yeah. with. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bears. I, I think, you know, I'm drinking the Justin Fields Kool-Aid. I think he's gonna have a breakout season. Um, I think, you know, we saw it with the with the legs last year. Um, you know, he's a guy who, you know, is probably gonna run for close to, if not more than a thousand yards in a season. And I think we're going to see kind of – I think we're going to finally be able to see him unlocks more as a passer. I mean, you look at his tape from Ohio State when he obviously had, you know, guys like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave that he was throwing the ball to. And, you know, he was a great passer, and I don't think there's any reason to believe that he can't, you know, have that success at the NFL level. He just hasn't had the guys. I mean, he started last year out with Darnell Mooney as his wide receiver one, and, you know, obviously they add Claypool, but, it, you know, their offense never really was fully healthy. So I think it's going to be a clean slate. They've obviously got, you know – um, I'm forgetting his name. I believe it's Darnell Wright on the offensive line that they drafted. Um, so hopefully the offensive line for his sake is better than it was last year. And, you know, you bring in DJ Moore, like you said, I think, you know, weapons wise, he's going to be able to air it out a little more and trust the offense, you know, running back is a position that I think this team is, you know, needs to find someone for the future right now. I believe it's Cleo Herbert going in and starting week one. So I think that is a position that, uh, you know, with the loss of David Montgomery, you're going to need to upgrade in the future. And I'm not saying this Bears team is going to go out and win the division this year. They've still got time and obviously a lot of draft picks accumulated from that DJ Moore trade or the yeah DJ Moore Bryce Young trade. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears. Though. I think Justin Fields has a big week one. And I just I yeah, Jordan Love, I think will be good. But, you know, we we've only seen him for the one game against the Chiefs. So still uh, or no, we saw him a bit last year at the end. So, yeah. um, you know, Fair, we've seen him a little enough. bit. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, still haven't seen enough for me to confidently pick the Packers in this game. Absolutely. Moving on to your Philadelphia Eagles at New England rematch of uh, you know Super Bowl that I think is very fond to your heart uh, with Nick Foles winning that one, but uh, you know different time. Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts, the quarterbacks. Assuming you're going with your birds, week one. Yeah, I'll go with my birds. Um, this is a similar line to the Colts. Colts one just from a gambling perspective. So I I probably you know. If I had to pick, I'd say the Eagles cover here, but I, you know, I think there's another fair spread by the guys in Vegas. Um, you know, looking at probably a lower scoring game, at least from the Eagles' perspective, I think this is this is a really good defense from the Patriots. Um, you know, I think they drafted uh Jesus Christ, what's his name? Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, the corner from Oregon. And I think that was a big need in their secondary to get a true shutdown corner. So, you know, that's going to help them, obviously, with a with a good group of, of weapons. But I just don't think they have quite the offense to win this game. So maybe a 24 to 27 or a 27, 21, something like that uh, win for the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to win by more than that. I think they're going to win probably in double digits here. I think I mean, we saw it all last year. This offense is just so dominant. I mean, A.J. Brown. 
Devonta Smith. I mean, it's just hard to guard both those guys. And obviously, I'm I'm super excited to see the run game for this team this year and what it looks like. You bring in DeAndre Swift. You have Rashad Penny, who you know who who knows how many games he'll make it through. But yeah. and either of those guys, I guess. I mean, it could be week three, and we're talking about you know, you know, maybe they trade for JT. Though. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like the Eagles would would just be able to muster up at this point with the success and luck they've had. It feels like, but um, you know. I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what the situation is. I don't know what, if you've heard anything of, you know, kind of how they plan to use those guys or especially DeAndre Swift. I mean, that's a guy who, you know, was, was looking like potential was be, turning into a star a few years ago in Detroit kind of fell off due to injury these last few years, but, you know, excited to see his role in, in this defense. I mean, we've heard it all, but it, it's incredible. Great corners and uh, the best D line arguably in the NFL. So I don't know if you've heard anything about the running backs that you want to throw in, but yeah. Yeah. Um, my sense was earlier in the competition, they kind of gave Gainwell the true RB1 job, oh, wow. um, which was, yeah, very surprising. But that was seemed almost more of like, a, you're the guy who's been here before type move. And it seems like since then, Penny has pretty quickly established himself as the best runner. But like you said, he could, we could see two or three games out of him before he's out for the year, let alone yeah. you know, half a season, which isn't even ideal. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's obviously the big question mark with him. But if he stays healthy, I think he probably has that that bell cow type season. And if not, you're looking at you're looking at Swift uh, probably picking up, you know, most of what Sanders left off last year. Yeah, super interesting. You know, kind of sad to see DeAndre Swift. He was a, you know, I believe he was like a second round fantasy pick last year or something yeah. crazy. And now it's like NFL is not kind to running backs, let me tell you. Um Moving on, Rams, Seahawks, uh, NFC West showdown. Looks like Cooper Cup probably not going to be playing this game. He's, you know, seeing a, a specialist for his hamstring. Tough to see. I mean, this Rams team without Cooper Cup is like, a, you know, there's nothing really to watch for, it feels like, almost. Um, so, yeah, Seahawks, they're also going to be without Jackson Smith and Jigba, which is a shame. I was looking forward to watching him, so we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. As he, I believe he's out, but maybe – I saw him at practice, though, so maybe he's going to play. I don't know, but I think he's going to be out. But who knows? But – Battle of the teams, missing a receiver. Rams, like we said, you know, very young team. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, um, you know, I don't see any way the Rams win this game. Um, I think, truthfully, this is probably the worst team in the league when you stack up the rosters, um, just looking at, like, an in theory, on paper perspective. Um, but, you know, they kept 14 rookies, and most of them were undrafted just because they – don't really have the money or talent to keep anyone else. So I think this is like, you know, this could almost be a sort of sad season and a sad way to go for, you know, what could be Donald's last year, what could be Cubs last, you know, healthy year could be McVeigh. We've heard rumors about him leaving. So I think the Seahawks ball him out here, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I think Seahawks are going to have a big win. Um, you know, a fun young team, like we kind of mentioned earlier, they've got a lot of, of uh you know these last two years in the draft they've you know gotten guys like kenneth walker Tariq woolen and now devon devon winterspoon um you know they drafted charles cross last year like this team is uh you know talk about a quick rebuild you know when they traded russell wilson it was looking like it was going to be uh you know sad times in seattle and you know couldn't be the polar polar opposite of, of that and uh you know good for them i was looking at this rams roster and like some of these names are like it is like crazy like these people are just like they've got, it's like crazy. I mean, there's just guys you haven't even heard of. It's it's 
most of the team you haven't heard of. I mean, it's, I'm like blown away just thinking about, you know, the fact that this team was in the Super Bowl like two, three years ago. And now it's like you're scrolling through this. I mean, they've got a receiver, Puka Nakua from BYU. They've got, you know, all these guys. It's wild. Oh, my God. Sorry. I know that Russ Yeast, the DB from Kansas State. Big year for Russ East. I'm, yeah, a, I'm a Russ me, East yeah. believer. Yeah, I'm a Russ. I'm a, I want to see Russ East in the slot this year. Um, yeah, Russ I, East against DK matchup to look out for. <laughs> I mean, who know that could be what they end up throwing out there. I mean, they don't have any other better matchups right now. It doesn't look like so. I want to see where my boy Russ East is in the depth chart. Let's see if the depth chart loads here. Um cornerback he's not even on it uh, it doesn't look like he's even oh no no starting safety russ yeast <laughs> <laughs> the wow. boy out of kansas state oh my god what a the, number two that's a good db number that's two db i feel like he, i feel like he's gonna be flying around this field yeah 5 10 195 played he played 15 game or 15 games last year 16 tackles the boy is breaking really? out. We'll check in next week, Russ Yeast. <laughs> Did he have a pick? I'm feeling like he's picking one off Gino. And I'm <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna will it into existence. So yeah. Sorry on that tangent, but I don't I don't think you could even bet it, but if you can, Russ Yeast to record Russ an interception. interception. Yeah. You probably could bet a dollar and win a million. So I mean it's probably a good <laughs> bet, honestly. <laughs> um moving along. Uh, really fun game. Battle of the uh, – I don't even know what draft class they were at this point. Twenty, I think it was 2020, Herbert and Tua. Yeah. I think that was the yeah, COVID yeah, yeah. year. Yeah, Dolphins at Chargers. Um, the return of Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, obviously, you know, Dolphins lose out on Jalen Ramsey. He's going to be back later in the season. But, you know, it would have been exciting to watch him in this game. But what are your thoughts? Obviously, two very young teams with very high aspirations in the AFC. Yeah, um, I you know kind of talked about this last week. I'm not super high on the Dolphins. Um, yeah. I think you also have to look at, you know, the difference between the best play call and the best thing for Tua's health, which can be yeah. really different at times. Um, you know, it's just it's just a tough position for Mike McDaniel to be in, and I think this is going to be a Chargers team that's better coached on offense than they've ever been. And they've already been a good offense and this defense started to get better last year. So I, I'm going to take the chargers here um, going away. Actually, where is this game? I don't, it's, it, it's sure. home. It's home. It's in it's LA, which is kind yeah. of a way. I mean, it's kind of a way, but, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll take the chargers here at, at home. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Chargers, too. I think it's, you know, one thing in the last week, I feel like I've seen a lot of it is just Dolphins hype, actually. I feel like I've yeah. seen, like, people, I forget who, it was something on ESPN, I think, today, uh, on Instagram, where it was, you know, some guy, some writer or something was, you know, ranking the teams in the NFL, and he ranked the Dolphins number five. And I was like, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Like, obviously, you know, I do think they're going to be a very good team. I think their offense is, is explosive, but, like, not like this team went out and really, you know, signed an elite running back. They're going with, you know, Raheem Mostert week one. You know, Jalen Ramsey's banged up right now. It's like, I don't know about top five in the NFL right now. Um, I'm also going to go with the Chargers. I think we're going to see a big year from Herbert. I think he's going to bounce back. I think, you know, this offense just has weapons. You've got, you know, Keenan, Mike Will, Quinn Johnson now there. Obviously, Eckler is going to do his thing. And uh, defensively, Health has just been the issue for this defense these last few years. Joey Bosa, Derwin James, guys who have spent way too much time on the injured list. So those guys, just the key is staying healthy. Joey Bosa, 
he's been bulking up. I saw some stuff of how he's been eating like 8,000 calories maybe a day or something crazy, like ridiculous how he's like, he's like stuffing his face and never feels good, but he, he's doing it for the team, man. So hopefully he stays on the field um, as well as Derwin James. Cause when they're on the field, both those guys, two of the best at their position, but yeah, I'm going to go chargers at home. Uh, I think offensively this team, I mean, this is gonna be a really fun game actually. Um, both these offenses. I mean, I think ty- this is a game where I think Tyree kill is going to probably put up a, a nice one 12 for one fifty or something of that nature. So should be a fun game um, on CBS. So I would assume that is the game that they will be showing. Oh, but Eagles Pats. I don't know which one is the, uh, the, I don't even know what they're, I don't know what the schedule is for CBS. What, what, where, I don't know where Jim and Jim and Tony are going to be, but it might be in LA, but who knows? Maybe it's with the defending champs. Do you know? Well, hmm. Let's see. If so it's I'm out. not sure. I'm not sure. It could be um, Cleveland. I don't think they're sending. I could Tony see Cleveland. That, Cleveland. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, Let's see. CBS football week one. I feel like it's got to Broadcast screws. They already signed. They signed in July. That makes no sense. Uh, oh, maybe this is just the teams. I don't. Oh no, week one. Here it is. So they're sending Iron Eagle to Cleveland. So that I think that's the number two team. Yeah. Jim is going to New England for the Eagles Pats. Fun. And Kevin Harlan, Dolphins Chargers. That that kind of fits. That, that feels is, fitting. Yeah, that he feels right for that game, actually. So that's perfect. I love it. Kevin Harlan calling this game. That's perfect. Dolphins Chargers should be a fun one. We're both going Chargers here. Moving on to a probably not so fun game. Raiders Broncos. For Sean Payton's first game as head coach of Denver. Jimmy G's first start. Uh, in you know, as a Vegas Raider, what are your thoughts? Do you think? Uh, yeah, what are you? What are your thoughts? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I think the most exciting part of this game is probably the Sertan versus Devonte Adams match yeah. that we're gonna get to see. Um, hopefully twice a year for the next few years, as long as Devonte is still kicking it. Um, but when you you get past that, it gets a little bit less fun. But I think you're probably looking at a lower scoring Broncos ground control coaching type win would be my my feel of this game um I think they're you know a little bit better on the offensive line a little bit better on the defensive line we'll a little bit more star power a little bit better coach so I think I think I'll take them here but I could really see this going either way um but I am excited for that Sertan uh Devontae Adams matchup we'll get to see just talking about all this it's like I just I need to like get in the time machine and get to Sunday, man. Like I cannot, I I just don't want to go through these next few days without watching some football. We just have to get till Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Raiders here. Uh, we kind of we we discussed this last week and we kind of had different thoughts on these two teams. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Jimmy G. Um, <laughs> I think it was this week that him like Stephen A was like ranting about him yeah. last week on first date, like kind of way out of pocket, like really out of with, pocket. Like, Morning stars all the time and like he does with like it's crazy stuff <laughs> like Stephen a on national tv is very funny but just totally random i don't know there there must be some like jimmy g must have like behind like there must be some weird thing going on or who knows yeah <laughs> Came after his like his health and like yeah it was it was a little it was a little out of pocket but i enjoyed it it was entertaining yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, it's it's fun watching, uh, you know, Skip and Stephen A. It feels like try to compete for ratings at this point. And you see uh, Shannon Sharp going over to first take, which is fun. 
Skip's got his whole new new cast of characters. Um, so you know, good. It's good for for those debate shows. I feel like it was kind of dying out for a little bit. Um, yeah. Totally off topic, but yeah, Jimmy G uh, first start with the Raiders. I you know this guy all he does it feels like is win. So I think he'll do more of the same. I'm just not sold on this Broncos team. I think Jerry Judy is is out this game as well. So Denver going to be banged up at receiver. How, how that's how it's been for this team, unfortunately. I mean, they just have not been able to stay healthy. Last year, I think they were the most banged up team in the whole week. And, uh, you know, not off to a good start with Tim Patrick tearing his Achilles, I think. And then, uh, you know, Judy dealing with, I think, a hamstring or something of that nature. Should be low scoring, I think, probably, like you said, though, kind of like a – it's just going to be a, a kind of weird – when the, it's a typical AFC West, the two bad teams kind of just like – screw around for 60 minutes kind of game. So I'm going to go the Raiders, find a way to win. But yeah, uh, I don't think this is the, uh, you know, who we're looking at CBS assignments. They're sending Tom McCarthy and James Lofton for this one. So, you know, yeah, nothing against Tom, but feels yeah. like, you know. <laughs> when when <laughs> me and Griffin don't know who a broadcaster yeah. <laughs> is, that's how you know it's it's not the most well-known one. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at some of these names. I don't really know actually most of these guys. Titans at Saints, Chris Lewis and Jason McCordy. I think they actually just did the Northwestern Rutgers game, maybe. Um, oh, really? But then maybe I because I was there and I think Jason McCordy was there. I don't know if he was with Chris Lewis. And then Texans Ravens. This <laughs> this might be the the best three names I've heard all day. Spiro Deeds or Spiro Deeds, Adam Arculita, and Aditi. In <laughs> I botched all three of those, I'm sure. But regardless, <laughs> I've not heard of wow. one what of those guys. Texans Ravens are on the call for it. So, um, yeah, we're just we're just off a tangent right now. All right, well, I'm excited for that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Spiro. Um, I hope he has a, a great call. Um, Moving on to the two New York teams rounding out week one. Cowboys-Giants at MetLife. What a fun game. Dak Prescott feels like he is under a ton of scrutiny this year. And just, you know, pressure's hot. They obviously made the trade for Trey Lance. Um, you know, not that Dak's going to get benched. I think we're going to see Dak. I think this team will be good. But it's all about the playoffs for this team. This team has to find a way to win in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, there's a path in the NFC. It's just, you know, Eagles, 49ers, can they beat either of those teams? I'm not so sure. But uh, Cowboys Giants, two two rivals of your Eagles. What are your thoughts? Who pulls this one through? Who pulls this one out? Yeah. So I think this is really going to come down to how well coached the Cowboys look on offense. Um, it's a really simple thing, but they lost their offensive coordinator, and now they're going to Mike McCarthy, who frankly hasn't been a good offensive coordinator for over a decade. So no, I think I think he was really you know. He was able to succeed with Rodgers as his quarterback, and now he's going to be calling plays again without, you know, sort of a an all-star squad of of coordinators. Um, so I hope, you know, for football's sake that he's learned a little bit. But I'm I'm worried if I'm a Cowboys fan that you know this offense isn't going to have the same you know juice and feel to it that it did under Kellen Moore. Um, that being said, I will pick the Cowboys here. I just think too much too much firepower on offense. Um, for the for the Giants to keep up with. It's gonna be an interesting game. I mean, this kind of it's a weird one. It's at MetLife, a night game. Like it, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I feel like the last few years, I think last year we saw was it was with the Cowboys 
Bucks last year to start the season or something. It was Cowboys maybe two years I ago. I believe so. I believe so. Two years ago, I think it was Cowboys Bucks, and then last year the Cowboys I think were in prime time. I don't because I think the the game I'm thinking of, I think Amari Cooper was a Cowboy, which would have been two years ago. So I think I think I'm thinking of that, but I don't. It's all a blur at this point, honestly. Um, I'm trying to think of. I think they've actually played the Bucks two years in a row. Now I gotta look at this. I feel like they did too. I feel like it was. um, Now it says, um, let's see. No, 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 no. I want 2022. Let's see. Oh, no, it was Bill's Rams to start the season last year. Okay. That's right. Um, Okay. Total off topic again. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, though. Um, I think that. You know they're the team to beat. Oh yeah, uh, not team to beat. What am I even saying? Cowboys. Um, you know I feel like Dak will show up. I think, like you said, this offense is is probably a little too high power for the Giants to handle. And uh, you know the Giants, I think, just some question marks offensively. I'm excited to see Darren Waller. I think he's going to have a really big year. Um, wide receiver still doesn't feel like they have that kind of key guy for Daniel Jones to throw to. Um, you know they're going to mix it up. They've got uh, you know Isaiah Hodgins is back. Darius Slayton's still there. I think Sterling Shepard's still there. I draft Jalen Hyatt. Um, I don't think I'm leaving anyone out, but maybe I am. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of, you know, I think that's one thing this team needs to add is just that key receiver, obviously Saquon back, which is huge for them. Um, and I think they're going to have a good year once again. But uh, I think ultimately, ultimately I think the Cowboys defense is going to win this game. I think they're going to give Daniel Jones some trouble. Um, obviously he did better with the turnovers last season, but, you know, I expect we'll see, uh, you know, one or two turnovers from Danny Dimes in, in week one. So I'm going to go Cowboys here. And uh, final game, probably the most anticipated game of week one on Monday night, Bills at Jets. What an incredible – oh, my God, the schedule makers really did did a, did themselves well with week one. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Jets debut at MetLife against Josh Allen and the Bills. Buffalo favored to win this game. What are your thoughts, Bills or Jets? Yeah, I am. I am going to go with the Bills. I did pick the Jets to win this division. I I will stick with that pick, but <clears throat> I think this is week one. This is in Buffalo, you know. In New York. Is, it's at MetLife. Oh, this is in New York. Okay, yeah. interesting. Um, So I take that back, but I still will take the Bills. Um, I just, I think this is a team that, you know, right now has way less question marks and, you know, is probably slightly more complete. Um, but as we see the year go along, I think we're going to see this Jets team really grow and, um, you know, kind of find their rhythm the same way the Bucks team did a few years ago with Brady when they won the Super Bowl. I think, you know, the, you know, maybe a slower start with this tough schedule could see them losing week one, like I just said, but I think they'll start to get it going as the season goes along. I'm going to pick the Jets here. Uh, I feel like I kind of have to, but also I do think they will. Um, win this game I'm not as high on Buffalo um, this year I, I I don't know I just I kind of said it last week but I just kind of feel like we've seen the same thing from them I still think obviously this is gonna be a playoff team and a team that wins double digit games um, but I, I think the Jets are just it's if this was in Buffalo I'd pick the Bills but I think in MetLife I think it's going to be the I think the atmosphere is gonna be absolutely insane I mean this is probably the the craziest hype for the Jets. I mean, probably in like the franchise's history since Joe Namath. I mean, it's really, really crazy at this point. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with, um, I might be muted. I don't know. Can you, no, hear, I can, you can hear, I can hear. Okay. 
Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I think week one, he's going to come out firing. I think he really wants to show up, prove that this team's for real. And uh, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a really good game, but I am going to go with the Jets. I also think their defense is better than the Bills at this point, which I think, you know, when one of these teams needs a key stop, I have more faith in the Jets defense than the Bills to kind of get that stop. So yeah, I'm going to go Jets. I think Garrett Wilson has a big game. Him versus Trey White, that should be a fun matchup. I, I think Trey White's going into the year healthy. So, um, so. you know, hopefully that's the case. And yeah, what a what a week one and uh, super excited. Yeah. Um, well, that does it for our week one predictions. And I think that kind of does it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Anything else? Uh, obviously, I mean, there's other, other news in sports, I guess. You know, USA lost in the the FIBA World Cup the other day in a tough one got the U.S. Open going on uh UFC I believe 293 is the number this weekend you got Adesanya uh, versus Sean Strickland which is a fun matchup um so you know really good time obviously MLB uh kind of kicking into to you know the playoff hunt your Phillies looking well positioned to be back in the playoffs once again um but yeah I mean I think that kind of does it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena Thank you guys so much for watching. If you haven't already, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, yeah, happy to be back talking about the NFL, talking about college football. It's the best time of the year. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode of Outside the Arena.